Hello, 911. Yeah, big fan, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. You know, that's funny. Hey, it is. I just got stabbed. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, you should uh, probably knows about that. Uh, okay, can I have your address, please? It's in Vallejo's. Joker here. Welcome you to another edition of the Knife Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. And without any further ado, please let me welcome your host, Zachary Evergreen. <laughs> That's right. Love that Joker. Eli, we still paying him? We do know that Mark Hamill needs the money. And welcome to another edition of, I was going to say Slime Rack Radio. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Night Party Podcast. With you, it Night seems party. like, so with, with Jeff Ugly Night Shoes party. on the show, it Night does party. definitely Night seems party. like a Slime Rack episode. Night Party. Night, Very, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's Sunday, Night Party. Sunday, Sunday. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, remember to uh, follow me on Father Heel. Uh, I'm going to have to get your Twitter information I at have, the end. I don't remember mine. I don't either. Uh, and then uh, Zach Evergreen on everything else, PSN. We're starting a new network right there where we're actually going to do live uh, podcasts for Patreon members. Um, and that'll be fun where we, because uh, I have screen share so we could all watch a movie together. Happy Blonde. That'll be fun. More on that later. That would uh, be cool. You know what? You, just If you want to find me on um, inst- on whatever it is, Twitter, just look up Most Stolen Jokes. I, I was going to say uh, music, but okay. Yeah, Stolen Jokes. Okay. So, uh, and, and then, of course, the most important part is our uh, the Patreon.com slash Pod. We're actually going to do a giveaway pretty soon. Uh, the quicker you... You get in in each tier. That's how many raffle tickets you have. I don't know. Um, I, I will do an announcement probably next week. Um, Should announce it now. Tell them what you're giving away. It uh, fucking rocks. All right. So I'm I'm actually got a PS5 because I need a new Blu-ray player. Not that there was anything wrong with my other one. But PS4 I, for you. There you go. So it's an elite. It's got a terabyte. It's got all the Blu-ray player stuff. Plus I have a few games to give away with it. And I'm actually going to say uh, it's only for the Patreon members. If you're a dollar member, you get one raffle ticket per month. If you're a $5 member, you get five. You get the idea and i'm probably going to do it in three months from my birthday so probably june 1st so anyway uh yeah you, you know you might want a playstation i know it's not the best gift but i'm not number one podcast right now i don't have that much money i spend more money on this podcast than i make let's put it that way um, it's the best therapy you can get it can be uh it is sonic therapy and uh jeff ugly shoes and i now we were talking about top 10 lists this is like the newest this is what got me a huge bump recently. So uh, um, we're. I was thinking, like, what better than the top heels, uh, black hats, bad guys, uh, villains? Oh, yeah, my favorite villains. I love, you know, you can't have a good movie without a good villain. No, you cannot. And the better the villain, the better the film. And sometimes the hero becomes the villain, but we're talking about straight-up douchebag villains from the gate. Like, right from scene one, you know this guy's going to give you problems. We have a lot of honorable mentions. We really do. Oh, God, yeah. So I'll tell you what. Let's do a tease on that. What we should do, we're going to go from one to number three, 
And then we'll do our honorable mentions before we Actually, mention- Actually, we'll go to 10 to number seven. We're saving number one for last. Okay. And then I have a video uh, clips, uh, or audio clips rather, picked out for the last two. So uh, without any further ado, because this is probably going to be a YouTube thing and they like it right away, they don't like foreplay, let's go ahead and get started with our number 10. And this is your choice. Now, I graded these- but I put them in order because you and I actually had a lot of flow over. We did. We actually had some crossover. The only thing is I don't agree with your your necessarily order. It is my show. Right. It is your show. Give but uh, you can actually defend it. Maybe we'll move it up and move it down. So who knows? Okay. All right. So number 10 is going to be Hans, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber from Die Hard. I mean, come on. Alan Rickman. Great. Absolutely brilliant guy. Has he ever been in a bad movie? Have you ever seen the movie Cologne? Yes. He was great in everything. He's a lot of people haven't seen that movie. That is a great freaking movie. You know what? I, but speaking to him just as a villain, as Hans Gruber and this Hans Gruber. Hans. I will count to three. There will not be a, a number four. And then he goes one, two, and shoots the guy in the face. Such a... Did you ever see uh, Die Hard 3 with a Vengeance? Nah, Wait, I think it's, so. Uh, the villain is Hans Gruber's like... Oh, uh, his brother? Yeah, it's great. It is a it, good movie. Yeah, but let's face Samuel it. Jackson sillies it up a little bit, but it is good. And let's, Alan Rickman is absolutely brilliant, was absolutely brilliant. And there's a guy who never got an Academy Award nod, much less a nomination. Are you serious? Yes, and he was so great. Let's look at wait, the Wait, wait, wait a minute. Done. He never won... No. But he's in so many great movies. He plays the main character. He plays such a great character. He's a great character actor. It's funny because I always compare him to Morgan Freeman as a great character actor, never a lead. Yeah. But but, he makes the movie. But he makes the movie. Like, I don't think Slytherin would be anything without him. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That little white haired brat no one gave a crap about. And, And let's face it, one of my favorite movies of all time, Dogma. Dogma, oh, he's so good, where he uh, drinks and he has to spit. I am the voice of... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am the And Manitron. he shows his general, he's like, like a fucking Bobby doll. Yeah. Or no, no, he doesn't sound like that. God damn, I can't do his... No, accent. I can't do it. I can't it's do like it either, a Bobby but, doll. But he is so good. And from what everybody said who knew him, he was also the nicest guy on any set. Thespian trained. Yeah, they've actually compared him to basically, he's like, you know, he's like Keanu Reeves or like, you know, he's just this really nice guy in real life. Yeah, um... I really do dig Alan Rickman. It sucks. There's so many. You know, I'm really mad that he wasn't in the Lord of the Rings series. Not saying he that should have been. he should have been. I think he should have been. There's a great elf in that movie, and I forgot what his name is. But if it was played by Alan Rickman, it would have been. And it wasn't. It wasn't Mr. Anderson guy. Um, but there was another elf in it that I thought would have been great if he would have played. He would even be great as one of the Dark Riders if you actually Absolutely. got to saw him, you know? If you got to see him and you got to him to talk. Remember we were talking earlier about off mic, we were talking about uh, uh, Constantine and Absolutely. the devil. Uh, what's what's that guy? Peter Stormari. He actually- but he goes by Peter Storm according to, depends on where you look up he, and where he's from, he goes by Peter Storm, but he's Peter Stormari. Did you know he was the mouth- in Return of the King. The mouth no. of Sauron? That's but, him. You know, he's an amazing bat, bad he, guy. Now, that's an honorable mention. 30 Days of Night. Yes. And Constantine playing yes. the devil. And he was so... Amazing. So many gangster movies he's been into. And he's just an amazing, amazing so, character. Even in John Wick. I want to... Ooh. I want you to sell me... Actually, he is the number one, too. I looked it up. Um, I want you to sell me Hans Gruber, why he is exactly number 10. Now, he just whacked a guy after just giving that countdown, but... Mr. What, Nakatomi. 
what really sells him. Because for me, the reason why he didn't make my list, but we added him in the list because after doing some thought, but I want you to sell it to me. Um, I think the reason why it's so good is, is because, yes, he's a brilliant criminal mastermind. To me, though, he's not an evil piece of shit. No, but I liked him as a villain because he was intelligent, he was smart, he was funny, his lines were great, he was totally... They are. He oh, was totally sociopathic. Can you please do... I'm going to step out for a second, but can you please do your impression of him doing a Texas impression? When he's like, y'all... Texas? Remember he died? Well, what, what, what accent would that be? I have no idea, but... Um, he's like, come on, y'all, help me out. I'm not going to do that one. I, I you know... But, but I could do some of his lines. Uh, but you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child? Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon? The, my favorite line in that whole movie, though, is when um, they open up the elevator and he goes, No, I have a machine gun, too. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Just think that's hilarious, man. It is. I have a machine gun, too. He was no, I like Hans Gruber because he was he was really um, his death scene's really cool as well. He's just he was just an amazing just an amazing villain Cunt. to me. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, and not only that, but you can't have Christmas unless you have him falling from Nakatomi crap. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll give you that. Also, this was the movie that made Bruce Willis an action star because remember he was only known for moonlighting. I think this was his first theatrical role. I think this was his first major action role. But the thing was, he was known for moonlighting, and he was amazing in that. Yeah, but he was like a twinkle toes kind of guy, and not there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying he wasn't like. You wouldn't put him up against Arnold or no. or or Stallone. In fact, or, when he showed up as an action hero, I was like, "You got to be kidding!" This is a comedy. The greatest guy. thing is is kind of like the reason why um, you just mentioned John Wick. One of the reasons why Keanu got so popular was because you could insert yourself into him because he's not a bodybuilder. He's not on the juice. He's just a very smart and talented person. Whereas here we have Bruce Willis. Who's just a normal B cop kind of, and oh shit, shit goes down. Now we see his training kick in, and the whole thing, and he's got flaws too. Like he doesn't have shoes. Remember, he's killing terrorists, and they're like, "Why do Europeans have such small feet?" Yeah, you went back. You went back to Keanu Reeves, and I have to throw this out. Besides being the nice guy, nicest guy in show show business, um, I didn't think he'd be famous. I thought Alex Winter. We talked about this too. Yes, the, the Alex Winter uh, during the um, the, the Lost Ted. Boys. Uh, uh, we were talking about Alex Winter, who is way more charismatic just yeah. in his face and in his facial expressions. And um, But I'm glad Keanu Reeves made it. He is just the nicest guy well, in the world Alex in real Winter life. did, too. He does documentaries. They're fantastic. I always say, if you haven't seen the Zappa commentary, mm. uh, or sorry, uh, documentary. Well, that was that was Alex Winter? Alex Winter directed no that. No idea. He also did another documentary called The Dark Web, and oh, that wow. one's really that good, one. too. And he also did The uh, Problems of Crypto. And that was before the crypto crash. Yeah, he's wow. uh, he's 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 a very intelligent guy. All right, moving on. Do you want to move on? Do you have anything yeah, else? Let's move on. Move okay. So number nine, and I'm going to spearhead this is Burke from Aliens, played by Paul Reiser. This is one of the dirtiest players in the game. Hey, come on, just a corporate asshole, dude. A corporate asshole doesn't lead people to their deaths. Yes, they a do. whole colony. No problem. They call it a shake and bake colony. He goes in, he drags Ripley in, who has PSD and a PSD. bunch of post traumatic accessories. And uh, he drags like this whole crew in, 
and all he wants to do is get one specimen at the expense of anyone's life to the point where act the end of act two he's willing to get newt who's a little girl who's only like what seven or eight or something like I that i have no idea what she is. and he's willing to get them incubated by face huggers in med lab uh and freeze them in chiro uh, cryostasis and bring them back he doesn't give a shit who dies and there's even a great line by ripley she goes i don't know who's worse them or us at least they're not fucking each other over for a percentage and he goes you're insane you're insane. Do you hear yourself? You're insane. I I just can't believe this is delusional. This is delusional. Paul Reiser is known, by the way, for uh, Mad About You. But, but hmm. he's a comedian normally. Yeah. By he the does way, play a good villain. Can I throw this out there real quick? No, go ahead. Love, ha sorry, hated Mad About You, but it was a guilty pleasure for me and my mom to watch when I was 13. Really? Why does Helen Hunt get hotter and hotter as I grow older? I don't know. She's gotten hotter all the time. I mean, right? Absolutely, because she was kind of an ugly duckling, and now she's, she's like, just statuesque. She's like, like, I think she was. She wasn't in a the Jurassic thing, Jurassic movie. I would eat her Jurassic thing. Anyway, no, moving no, on. I, mean, I just wanted to bury a bone there. Pa <laughs> <laughs> Paul Reiser is a piece of shit in this he movie. Is. He's, he's absolutely, but he's such a fucking. But he's asshole. not what he's not charismatic. I mean, I that's why I didn't you're like right. Him. I didn't like him. I like charismatic villains. No, but he's convincing. As that shitty lawyer guy. He is. He's like a car salesman in the worst sense. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't even know. Like, backed into a corner, he just is a stammering, slushy piece of shit, right? Absolutely. I cannot oh, by, argue that. By the way, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Godfather Vino. They make my favorite Zinfandale. It is terrific. This is a 2016. This is I always amazing. Like to, I always like to throw out what we're drinking on here, you know, just in case they want to sponsor and everyone knows I'm a wine connoisseur, but dude, He's a common Burke, sewer. Burke, if you're from Mississippi, Burke's a piece of shit. When he gets killed at the, or when he gets killed, and it's kind of like by his own creation. It's a very Frankenstein thing, you know, because he wants to protect these. He finally gets killed by one of the aliens, and it's so satisfying. And uh, you know, it would have been cool if Ripley, but then you can't have Ripley murder a human. But even she still, should have. Oh, well, remember, uh, that's what Hudson wants to do. He goes, I say we wax this guy right, wax, now. Yeah, right yeah. away. Now, there were so many good actors in that film. Come on. I didn't tell you this. I was saving it for the radio. Guess who's coming over this month? Uh, Gary Oldman? Radio Free Larry. Really? He's coming over. We're going to do uh, Aliens. And you know he doesn't Wait, talk much? You thought Larry Robbins, right? Larry Robbins. Oh, my God, because we named I'll that whole radio you know, show Larry. Radio, uh, radio Free Larry. Larry. And also, Just I was in Larry a band called uh, Hangtown Larry, and we had the song called Tequila Larry, <laughs> because whenever he drank tequila, he'd go, yeah, Tequila Larry. Oh, wow. But anyway, uh, we're going to do Aliens in the theater here. and oh, then rocks. And uh, he knows so much about that movie. I mean, he even had the like role playing game. He painted the figures, all that stuff. He yeah. he is the encyclopedia of aliens, and that's why he's not here. We gotta move on. Let's go on to uh, Zerg. Zorg. Zorg. Sorry, my John bad. Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Now, there's a funny thing I must throw out here. The true winner. Uh, sorry, the true winner of this list. Is Gary Ullman? He's on here twice. Well, Gary Ullman fucking rocks. Yeah, he's. I say he's the Lon Chaney of our generation. By the way, uh, never if you, if you if you are. He's Googling, a man of a thousand phases. You should Google him, but if you do, make sure you put that R in Gary because I've made that mistake before. <laughs> 
Gary Oldman. All right. Um, uh, Gary Oldman plays Zorg. Zorg is, is like the corporate leader. He, he Arms is, dealer, politician. He is, no, he's just like the richest guy in the world. He fires half a million people. Well, he's an arms spot. dealer. He's based off the Lord of Death. Is he? Yeah, you know, the Russian guy that sells arms to like every oh, country. Yeah, yeah. Like his character is based, but it's funny. I thought, well, the funny thing is, now here's some things you don't know. Elon Musk is based off of him. <laughs> Makes sense. Sorry, not political, just being funny. Um, Elon, now, Elon Musk. No, we like way, jokes here. You now, Elon Musk, if you didn't know it, that's just short for elongated muskrat. Um, I do really like the fact that he also has that George Bush accent in this movie. Absolutely. He sounds he like an oil salesman, but he's dealing like. He's like arms death. to to aliens that I wanna... like killers. What I like about killers the most is they would check that button. They would check that red button. They would not take these weapons without checking that red button. Suddenly there's an explosion. explosion in the background. Yeah. He is he is the most he is the most believable. He got he's, it. He's also empathetic at some points. Yes. Like he's so good when he trades those new weapons he make he makes these awesome weapons they have flamethrower they have a like a, a, a sub zero gun yeah they have a, a net, net they have. Poison tip arrows. Oh my god! He demonstrates it on like a, a, a just a body armor, a, a police, yeah, a mannequin, and you see, the, and they're all clapping because like his performance, and it has this thing called replay, which is great. If you shoot a target, you could point it anywhere, and the bullets fly behind him, and he's just such a badass. Fun fact, and I bet you didn't know this. I bet I don't. You're a Borderlands fan, the video game, right? Yes. Handsome Jack is based off him. You're kidding me. Think about it. Holy shit. Remember, he owns Hyperion, yeah, the arms he dealer? He owns all that stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's a trip. And they you even know, dress the same. They even, remember, he, uh, he has that weird uh, face, face yeah, thing. Face yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what's weird is, um, to me, that is my all-time favorite movie, by the way, in case you didn't know it. Fifth Element is. I think it's the best. Did you know that's the best movie ever date movie? Really? If you, I swear to God, I've had more girlfriends that if you go... Like, instead of going out to a bar or whatever, do you want to just hang out and watch a movie? And they go, I don't know, not really. I'm like, Fifth Element, Mummy. Fifth Element if you say it. those two words, because girls love the I love the Mummy. Mummy's Everybody great. Knows, uh, Brendan Fraser. Come on, you can't do better than Brendan Fraser. He's so great. But He's, also, but those, those two movies are like the gap, because they're both... You could watch them with your family. They're yeah, not. But the problem is, if you want to do Netflix and chill with a girl, and you show that movie, they're going to pay attention to the movie. You don't get any of the. That's when you go. Can I just put it in, and we can watch the rest? That's <laughs> that's worked for me four times. Oh, four. I've never never done that. Sorry. Okay, well now you know my secret. Um, yeah, I love this movie, anyway, and John... it, w- it wouldn't be anything. This movie would Zorg. not be anything. Oh, by the way, Bruce Willis is in this too. Yeah, Bruce Willis. It's, it's actually, you know, when he became, like I said, when he became an action hero, it surprised me. It was like this is the guy who's not going to. But and by the way, one of the greatest movies ever made has him in it, and it was a movie that disappeared thanks to the, uh, thanks to the interwebs. No, thanks to the current feelings about what's right oh, and what's wrong. Jesus Christ! And that, yeah. It's, Don't get me started, but yeah, you know, yeah, they, go ahead. They got they in, in the 1970s. Charles Bronson did a series of movies after his daughter. I wish movie. I was dead. Those ones? No, um, no, this is the one where it's Death Wish. Yeah, I, I wish I was dead. Huh? You know who was in the first one? No, you thespian actor, most charming guy, looks great now. Love him just to have an interview of him. Of, of any interview of any actor, I would like him. Jeff Goldblum is the rapist. Oh, you he rich is? cunt! 
Wow, that's I didn't him. Know that he's yeah, the guy who goes, "You're rich, cunt." Yeah, he, that's mind blowing. But you know, they made they made the new version with Bruce Willis, yes! which is amazing. I was amazing. just about to say that. And you know what's funny? I watched it's that so movie. Amazing. I watched Great that film. movie that Eli Roth film. I watched that movie and I go, did you guys notice anything? When I was in mid-movie, I pause it. I go, did anyone notice anything? They go, what? I go, he's left-handed. And then in the movie, it becomes a plot point because yes. in real life, he's left-handed. You know, and that's an amazing movie. And that's a movie that people have tossed out because it didn't get the chance to play. Here goes another thing. Right after that happened, they had all these vigilante you, shit and they didn't want that to happen. Did so. you ever notice that there's a lot of Zodiac references who was also yes. left-handed? Yes. Yes. And we're from the land of the Zodiac here. Yes, we are. We're going to watch the little children come off the school bus. And by the pop way, I used pop the little kitties off the bus. I used to have to go through the drills when I was, because I was born in the 60s, 61. Yeah. And in grammar school, we used to have to do this drill where we had to duck down in the seats. You know, you knew my mother growing up in high school, Vintage yes, High. Yes, I did. I did. She was warned, and she had a panic attack once because there was a brown Oldsmobile yeah, about this creeping, Zodiac. and that was like the lookout for a brown or like that that 1970 that, the early yeah. 1970s Oldsmobile. I remember that. And it was like if you see one driving with its lights off or night or whatever. So for those who don't know the Zodiac was a real life super villain. I don't super mean super killer, serial killer. Serial killer, but the Joker wasn't based off him, but the Riddler was because yeah. the Zodiac well, Actually the Riddler was around before him because the Riddler was around the 60s. Well, I know the person that wrote uh for Batman said they took a lot of inspiration oh, from the, the Zodiac newer, the newer Riddlers. Okay. So uh because the Riddler was just like the Zodiac, he would tease cops and the Zodiac wasn't just like a serial killer like, you know, uh, like uh, Son of Sam or No, or, he would tell him what he was going to do before yeah, he did it. And he had a fucking full-on executioner's costume with ropes, knives and everything else. And in fact, the knife party, one of the inspirations was when he wrote Two by Knife at the Lake Berryessa killings. Nine, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. In fact, uh Heaven Seals the second uh the live album is called Two by Knife for that reason. Wow. And I'm not collecting souls for the afterlife. Yeah, Let's right. finish the sentence. And I'm not even making glorifying killing people. I obviously I'm not. But what I'm saying is when something so weird happens right outside your backyard. We used to go play music up there where he killed the people. I right. I was I used to play there when I was twelve years I old. I know. I um I played shows, four shows, right where the phone booth was when he called the co in Napa. Yeah. I uh, downtown Joe's. It, yeah. The phone booth was if you were to walk outside. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um, but either way, he was a serious silly killer who was smarter than the cops and sent them clues constantly, but never got caught. Well, the reason why is because the SFPD, the Napa PD, and the Vallejo PD were all like, "We're going to catch this guy. Fuck you, guy. We're not cooperating." We should, no, I would go on with this, but you know, we should do a special episode on this because I've got a lot of shit on that guy. And. Oh my God! Don't even. Oh, we could have a dick showing contest. We Who knows could, more? Absolutely. And there's two movies. By actually, the way, three movies. Grandpa's girlfriend has a picture of her dad. Who could have been him? Um, was it? Oh, ah, oh, we're going. We're, no, no, we got to stick. Go, let's go let's stick here. Let's, let's stick go here. Back to the villains. Back to villains. Where are we at? I gotta go, Joker, Doc Knight. Speaking of, we were just talking I know, about. Which, uh, wait, which one's Dark Knight? That wouldn't be the best Joker well, in the you world. Know, my that favorite Joker is this one because you know that's how yes. evil I could be. Mark Hamill. But I'm going to talk about this Joker. Um, I don't Keith know Ledger? what Joker you're thinking about because I'm the only one that really matters. I'm gonna show you a magic <laughs> trick. I love. Why so serious? <clears throat> this movie. Now, I, 
I did. It was a guilty pleasure. I liked Heath Ledger. I loved yeah. Ten Things I Hate About You. Great movie. No, it is. Yeah. It is. Rewatch it. It's great. Plus, no. it's got Larry Miller, who's funny. No, in it. I refuse. Knight's Tale is so cheeky and cheesy. No, fuck that movie. It's still a okay. Watch. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Look, I'm a medieval. I'm a history. But so am I. It's ridiculous. It plays the Queen and everything. I know. I know. It throws me. But take it for which it is. It is a quote unquote fun movie. You know, it's fun. It's fun. It's not a great. It's but not a film. It's my a flick. favorite. Heath is Heath Bar. Heath bars are delicious, especially in coffee ice cream. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love Heath Lezer's Joker, as is everybody. He outshines. He outshines, like everybody in that movie. And we have Christian yeah, Bale, and Christian was, Bale is a motherfucking acting machine. Look, I don't care. Christian Bale did not stand up to the Joker in that. He movie. couldn't. No, because the acting was too good for the Joker. And Christian Bale even said. That he underacted on purpose to not take away from the Joker, and he overacted on the Bruce Wayne scenes to make Batman just like kind of the 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 golden suitcase, as I always say. I understand what you're saying. However, I still, while I while I accept Heath Ledger as a seminal Joker and probably a very brilliant Joker, he's I, not my favorite Joker. No, I like Mark Jack Hamill. Nicholson. I and like Mark Nicholson, Hamill. Yeah. Mark Hamill's my favorite. Jack Nicholson is my favorite on screen. That being said, I'm saying for just villain status. Villain status. Villain I'm, status, I agree. But but let's go villain status as a good guy. If we're going to go as a good guy villain status, we have to we have to go with, uh, what's his name? The, uh, Michael. Oh, fuck. I can't. From the first Batman movie, Michael Keaton. Oh, Michael Keaton is the was, best Batman. He was absolutely villainous uh, as Batman. He, he is so awesome. The first scene, he holds up that crook, and he's like, who are you? And he goes, tell your friends about me. I'm, I'm Batman. Batman. Yeah. And then when you see on, Bruce Wayne, he's such an awkward guy. And and, and the, the, the greatest scene in all those movies, you probably don't remember this, is when Alfred gives uh, uh, Bruce Wayne his, his uh, soup. And he goes, Alfred, it's cold. And he goes, it's fishy well. It's supposed to be cold. Fish I shot. just, I love that. And then the whole table scene where they're at that long table and she goes, do you have an egg guess up front? And she goes, can you pass the salt? And he has to get up and grab the salt oh, and walk yeah. all the way that down. That's great. There is so many great scenes There's about that the, movie. Even, But if you take that and character the, to a later movie where he's where he's dancing with uh, the girl who plays Catwoman later mm-hmm. on. And he says. Second one, yeah. Oh, yeah he, said, he says, wait, I thought that was me. Because he doesn't know which one he is. Yeah, and that's, I do. Yeah, I do that's like fucking awesome. A lot of people have never seen Batman. Batman Returns. It is a Tim Burton film. It is the direct sequel from the first '89 Batman. Yeah, which, by the it. way, for fun fact, was the first ever VHS you could actually buy at a blockbuster. A lot and of people I don't know that. that. Movie. And and I got that for my. It birthday. is so good. I have it in my room right now. I haven't watched it in a while. It's not Batman season right now. Scott Pilgrim's coming up. Oh which, yeah. yeah. But I got to. I got to. I got to throw out kudos for more Batman. Because we got to do some one, more comic book movies. We should. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry to interrupt. Heath Ledger was brilliant. Heath Ledger's, I can't argue that. I'll tell you that. That pencil scene is so good. But not only that, every scene, the interrogation scene, where he's a sadist, it's like, beat me up. Become a villain. I want you to. And he does. At the end, he actually wins because he makes Dent into a villain. Yes. And then Batman goes... I can't have Dent be a villain. Gotham needs a hero, and it's not me. Joker wins. He does. Joker wins. Now, here's the thing. 
if they would have made it part two and instead of Yes, indeed. The shadows have betrayed you, Batman. Instead, they, you know, because unfortunately his impassing timing with, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol and everything else, um, Heath Ledger died. And then they went to Bane, who was Batman's actually nemesis in the comic books, if you ever read, where Batman gets his back program. Anyway, I I digress. Um, Bane uh, and Doomsday are the most underrated because Doomsday killed uh, Superman. Uh, I I digress. Uh, Going back to it, it's kind of in a good way. They did actually. It's a thousand percent in a good way. They didn't replace the Joker and do the part two that way. They were kind of leading up to because no one could have done Ledger's performance. I really like how good he is. Is he my favorite Joker? No. Is he the best villain out of all of them? Probably yeah. Probably yeah. Because when he when he would walk into a the scene, you go up. Oh, that's movie. That's the movie right there. That's the movie. Even Batman is boring in this movie because Absolutely. you're just waiting for Joker, 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 right? And he was good. Now, I still will say the best live action movie is the first Tim Burton 89. But the best Batman best Batman is ever is the animated series. It is. The best Batman ever is The Killing Joke and it is the By the way, you know the first episode of The Knife Party is about the Batman the Animated Series. You know, I, I have to go back because I have not listened to your first episode. It is. Um, apologies for that. It, it happened on my dad's birthday, and it's it's about Batman the Animated Series because, um, you know, Batman passed that day, and I, I had to actually give him some credit. Are you all right there? You look like Golem with the fucking ring. Oh, you're reading. I'm reading. I'm trying to read the list because we both went back and forth on all this stuff. You're you're next at bat with Hannibal Lecter. Now, I want to know when you wrote this down, I want to know are we talking just Silence of the Lambs or are we talking all Hannibal Lecter? Just the movie. We're talking about the movie. Now, we're talking about the are movie you trying Silence to do and Lambs. Burn? Yes, no, I wasn't going to do Bane. I was going to do A census taker tried to question me once. I ate his liver with a nice Chianti. With fava beans and nice Chianti. Now, he made up that they made up that Anthony Hopkins, when he plays this character, his stare, his look, everything, he is fucking perfect. Yes. As a villain, as a villain, I love him for this reason. The reason he kills people, and most people don't know this, he kills people because they're fucking rude. Um, And then the other people he kills is because they're so interesting that he wants to absorb them. But in the movies, he, he takes people who either have been rude or have been crude, who have made a mistake, who have just been insulting and he just kills them. Well, remember, that's what he does when um, Clarice walks in for the time and he goes, what did he say to you? He said, I could smell your cunt. And he goes, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. And I, then he one, whispers says, him to choke on his own tongue the same night. Yeah, the guy's so brilliant. If you read, if you read the books, and I have, it, but the, the original concept is he... You know, that's why... Hold on, real quick. I got to stop you just real quick before I forget. The reason why he's rolled in on the uh, uh, member, he's got the mouth guard and everything else. Yeah, it wasn't for him to bite people. It was so he didn't whisper things to the guards. Yes, absolutely. This guy was so brilliant, and you get in your so fucking vicious. mind. So vicious, even when he was stuck. Because Clarice at the end has got a love relationship. I mean, not she is physical. Lo- no, she has got a love relationship. But it's no like. Doubt. She's kind of protecting him. She is, and she is in love with him if you read the book. Because remember, he stalks her, and he, and he goes like, I heard you made FBI detective. Congratulations, Clarice. I'm having a friend over for dinner. Having a friend for lunch. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's, 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 
<laughs> you know what this is? Oh, really quick. Dr. Lecter. Speaking Dr. of. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Um, <laughs> was she a great big fat person? Oh, yeah. By the way, and if you ever watch Monk, the, the TV series, the guy who plays Buffalo Bill in Monk is the captain, the detective captain. He's, he's also in one of my favorite um, movies ever, which is not horror and it's not sci-fi but it's a great movie and it stars and i and don't don't jump on my ass it stars tupac shakur and mickey work it's called bullet and it's a, oh god no wait a minute you don't know what it's about everyone thinks it's a crime genre it's not it's about a dysfunctional jewish family in brooklyn and it just so happens mickey work is involved in drugs and everything else and the warder you know that guy that you just mentioned he is a yeah. crazy vietnam vet and he is the greatest character. If you haven't seen Bullet, and I don't mean the Steve McQueen one, I mean like no, the I mean, no. So he's not talking about the good one. Uh, do yourself a favor, watch Bullet. I have. It's no, you haven't. Yeah, I guarantee you haven't. I probably have. I got bored, dude. At the end, he slides down and slits fucking um, yeah, Tupac's neck, and he yeah. goes, "Payback, some yeah, motherfucker." Yeah, well, Bishop. But anyway, uh, Signs of the Lambs. Is one of those movies just like Chianti? It ages with time. I watched it three, four months ago, and I'm like, "How does this movie get better?" I always notice one different thing every time absolutely, I watch it. Absolutely, it's brilliant. It's like a puzzle. It reveals itself the more you watch it. Because when I was like, okay, so this movie came out what like 92, 93? I have no idea. But you know what? It's a psychological drama. It is, and it's it's amazing because it gets in your. You've head. You've only seen, I think, five murders in the whole movie. Four, maybe four or five, but it doesn't matter. You feel like you've seen a hundred. Well, yeah. And by because, the way, because we Anthony see the Hopkins, evidence, we see like the the brain, the head in the jar, and all. Yeah. yeah. But Anthony Hopkins, who got an Academy Award for this, by the way, is only as on, he should have is only on for eleven minutes. Trivia for you. Wow. I know he steals that's, the whole fucking movie. That's less than uh, Terminator. Yeah, and because Arnold's steals, only in there for six minutes, he steals the whole fucking movie. In eleven minutes, he takes this two-hour movie, and it makes it his. Did you know Alien has less time with Alien than Jaws? And Jaws is really, barely, yeah. Alien, I had no idea. The aliens in there for if well, I you, guess. Well, no, that makes sense because there were no aliens in Jaws. <laughs> no, what I mean, the the monster, the alien, is is in there. The face hugger is in there more than Alien. Wow, I didn't know that. Alien's only in there for two well, minutes. Well, that's what makes the movie scary. Now, yeah. they, they, they took when they did Alien, they took a good clue from Alfred Hitchcock, which is never let them see what yes. scares you. Yes, exactly. I always fucking say this in this podcast all the time. The greatest movies almost never got made, A. And B, don't show your monster. Put it in your mind. The Absolutely. Mind, women will say the best erogenous zone is your mind, and dudes will say the scariest part of life is your mind absolutely because you're afraid what you can't don't, see no, or don't know yes and so when they show the monster come out like they've done all these remakes of movies and when they do it sucks because they make these monsters in cgi or whatever and they fucked up because the monster in your I head have the is greatest much scarier. i have the greatest example for this share it okay the saw oh fuck. the saw not the, saw the saw the saw you only see bubba for what, a minute, a minute before the dinner scene? Yeah. Okay, Text Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, one of the funniest comedies I've ever seen. You've seen it, right? Yeah, of course. You see him in the, like, 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah, he's like half the movie yeah. or whatever. 
Um, He's but not when, scary. But when you see Bubba just break open that door, grab her, and drag God. her in, and you, and and she's put on a meat hook, and that's it. By the way, when we say the saw, we're talking about the Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. Yeah. Dude, our fans are smart. They know when we say the saw, they know what we're talking As versus about. Versus saw. Yeah, exactly. Because saw's you know, still a great movie. Saw, saws, but you know, if, if they had me in there, it'd be like. He'd be like, you got to do, and he'd give me a contest like, you got to drink these 50 beers with these people. Who you know, like, okay, fight me, you little puppet but on you know a tricycle, what? Gen, bitch. Gen X, Gen Y, we don't, or sorry, Gen X and millennials, uh, I'm, I'm a Gen Y, I guess, meaning I'm happy. I was born in 83, so I'm almost a Gen X, but they call this Gen Y. We call it TCM. What's that? Text Chainsaw Massacre. We just call it TCM. See, I'm the very last year of, uh, of uh, what do they call it? The, Gen the baby X. boomers. Oh, you are. I'm technically a boomer, but really I'm Gen X because Could, I'm the last year. Yeah, so you're 73, right? No, or I'm, 72? No, I'm a 61. I was born in 61, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, you are. So I'm a boomer, technically. but Because my mom goes, I'm Gen X. I'm like, yeah, you're 60. 60 actually, you're, in 1962 was the end of, of, of boomers. Yeah, because it always goes by the threes or the twos. Yeah. So anyway, the regardless, this... Look, the Saw, the Saw's family, if you're saying the Saw, we know it's Tech Chainsaw Massacre or TCM. If you say the movie Saw, we know the Lionsgate film with Jigsaw. And, and yeah, some of those I, movies are good, but Tech Chainsaw Massacre is, is the Saw. And that movie scared the fuck out of me as a kid. So back to theater. what I was saying about this is I always say this. The best monsters are not shown. I just Absolutely. did, I just did um, fucking uh, um, American Wolf in London. You don't Great see movie. it. Great movie. Great movie. You see the transition scene is more of the wolf than you see. In the tube killing, yeah. you don't see him. No, you don't see him killing anybody. It's, except for you see him walk a little bit when he's going up the escalator. And then at the end, when he's killed in front of a nurse, you see that. But besides that... By the way, that actor in that movie was known for I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Uh, he also like had a, a song too. called... Making it, yeah. I'll make my time. But he was known as the Dr. Pepper guy from the yes, commercials. Yes, that's how he got hired. And the funny thing was, I, ju I just did an episode got Jenny on Gutter in there, who was also I know. inside of you know, Jenny Gutter was in when uh when was in uh, uh Logan's Run, and she's in yes. uh, Call the Midwife. When um when uh, uh he got his audition, his name is David. Fuck, I have it written down. I don't know, David something. But uh, either way, um when he got that's the got call, Griffin Dunn in that movie too. Uh, it also has uh, a guy named Griffin who plays Jack. Griffin Dunn. Yeah, Griffin, Griffin Dunn. Dunn. But the funny thing is it's spelled D-U-N-N-E, -N -N -E, yeah. like Dune. And the funny thing is the copy we had over here had Dune in that movie on it, which is oh, kind of wow. funny. I, know. I love that scene. I love the scene. David, David, I'm, I'm dead here. And he goes, David, David. You look like Meatloaf, Jack. <sighs> the nurse, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a great film. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's anybody. If you haven't seen American Werewolf in London, oh, that is probably this the best episode is London. coming right after it. So if they haven't watched it, they have watched it. It's the, such a good movie. By the way, I need to throw something out here. It's time for us to move on. So coming up next is oh, your choice, which is the T one thousand. Okay, first off, the Terminator is terrifying. In T2. Absolutely. You cannot stop it. It does not think. It does not feel. It will not stop. It doesn't feel mercy. It doesn't feel pity. And it absolutely will not stop until you are dead. Can you stop it? I don't know. With these <laughs> weapons? I don't know. 
but it's a great movie. The T-1000 is different in a way where Arnold Schwarzenegger, as, by the way, is scary. It, you know, it, I mean, he's, we all know him as a lovable Arnold Schwarzenegger. This was before Arnold was Arnold. This is this Arnold. Was no Arnold. one knew about him. Now, I didn't throw he, something out here. Now, I saw this movie when it came out, the day it came out, because it came out right after T2 my birthday. T2 or T1? T1. Oh, you lucky bastard. It came out right after my birthday, and my then-wife and- August? You no, know, I think it was September it came out, didn't it? September. No, no, this movie came out August 14th. Okay, I know well, it by heart. Okay, well, August 14th, whatever. Either this way, is that one movie I know yeah. everything about. My, my then-wife blindfolded me, and my friend, her and Cindy, who she had no idea what was going on between me and Cindy, <laughs> later on, anyway, um, took me out to the movie theater. And unblindfolded me in the theater. I'm like, what are we watching? Oh, you lucky dick. And Two it, girls in Terminator? That's all I want in life. Yeah, but you know, I was only with one of them at the time. Anyway, the um, at the time. the um, But the movie was just, it fucking rocked my world. It's such James a good movie. James Cameron, I mean, come on. I, I, I know, I always say this. I SSD constantly, but uh, he fell off when he did Titanic. But before then, James Cameron had the best movie absolutely you have terminator okay just saying terminator in the abyss stop right there absolutely stop stop that, right there that's it i mean that's it but then he did aliens yeah and you're like what those are like three of the best game movies over game, game over, over man. man game over game we're pop tarts man it's one of my favorite actors why of all time why do you put her in charge man oh. um plus uh and who's a better character actor than that maybe I mean, come on. That was that was it. He hit it on every point. A character actor? He was probably the tops. I do like Michael Bean. He's also in this movie. Michael Bean was in everything. And I do like, even though he's played out now. Alan Rickman. <laughs> I was going to say Alan Rickman. I was also going to say Morgan Freeman. Uh, you know, Morgan Freeman, while I, while I appreciate what you're really saying Really burnt Morgan out, Freeman, though. What you're saying about Morgan Freeman, while I appreciate this, this was a good thing. I'd like to say he fought the good fight. I'd like to say. I like. No, no, hold on. You got. It's the cadence. Ready? <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> Ready? Yeah. I'd like to say Andy fought the good fight. I'd like to say he fought the sisters off. He come with fresh bruises once in a while. Curry a favor with the gods until the towering of 1964 when the <laughs> Shawshank roof needed to be retired. Where the fuck you do this, man? It's all about, Kate. it's not, when you do voices, I've learned this, it's not about doing your voice. It's about doing the cadence of which someone speaks. Okay, thank you for that. I will I will take that to heart. Okay, well, we can do this. Oh, we can do NPR? T-1000. Yes. The T-1000 is such, okay, so Michael Patrick, by the way, real life brother of the dude from Filter. Michael Patrick was very good, by the way. Um, he oh, should be mentioned no, no, that he no. was an ex That's too. Jason Patrick. No, X-Files. Oh, yes, 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 he is. He's with the cigarette smoking man and everything. He's Absolutely. one of he's one of their agents. So the cool thing about this guy is he knew how to be scary and what he would do, and this is a true shit. Like he would say, How do I make myself different? I'm smaller than Arnold, obviously weaker than Arnold. How do I make myself Every imposing? And then what he would do, and this was his trick. And he didn't tell anybody about it, but he knew James Cameron was obsessed with the ocean. Yeah. So he would watch great white shark videos. And how oh. great white sharks just look, they don't blink. Yeah, they stare. They just stare. And then when they're trying, you know, and then they have the, what they call the alligator smile. The Galleria? Oh, of course. 
And there's a scene. Remember when he goes up to the foster parents and he goes, uh, he goes, are you the legal guardians of John Connor? Yeah. What has he done now? Oh, nothing. Just have some questions. Do you have a photo of the boy? And they give him a picture and he goes, good looking boy. Do you mind if I keep this? Yeah, by the way, uh, there was another guy looking for him. Scary guy in the bike. Oh, I wouldn't worry about him. Yeah, he is just fucking awesome. His look is stone cold. The only reason I didn't judge him higher is because he is a machine. Yeah. But he also, yeah, because, you know, I mean, you put him on the top. You put him on the top. You uh, remember when he's like, he stabs her and he goes, call to John. Call yeah, to call John now. See, I would have swapped him. See, I put Hannibal Lecter as number one. You put him down on six. I mean, I'll agree with that. That he's on your top ten. It's well, the so- reason why is because if the T one thousand wins, the end of the world is gonna. Ha- so you kind of oh, got what? that going on too. Plus, yeah, but that's a plus now. Also, too, when he actually develops personality and he's getting shot and he waves his finger. Uh huh. That is such a. That is an awesome fuck. scene. Awesome scene. T-1000, by the way, yeah, that's from uh, Terminator 2. Oh, everyone knows. All that's right. listening that's to this sure. podcast. They got to. Um, uh, and so far, let me list the movies we've talked about. We've talked about. As far. We got Die Hard. Die Hard. We have. Aliens. Aliens. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Dark Knight. Night. Of uh, course. Silence of the For everything. By the way. Silence I, of the Lambs. I, I need to throw this out to you, too. Forget the other Red movies. Dragon, he's good in that. The original Red Dragon, yes, not no. He wasn't even played by the same character. I'm saying the original Red Dragon. Yeah, it was a different different actor playing him in the original. The character himself. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I meant the character himself. Oh, but absolutely. Yes. Anthony brilliant. Hopkins nails whatever he was in, but yes. Yes, absolutely. And then we then we do T1000. Uh, number five is from uh, Terminator Two. So now we're gonna go into the shit, and this is one we overlapped on. We're gonna talk about RoboCop. Clarence, Clarence fucking Bodker. Oh my God. Red. <laughs> Dude. When I saw him on the 70s show, I was like, you got to be kidding. I thought that too. And then he's like, I'll put you through the fucking wall. I'm going to put a boot in your ass. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes him. sense. That's that makes him. sense. That makes sense. Um, This was his first ever non Shakespearean role. You know what the fight? Really? Yes. Go on. I'm, I'm curious now. So. When RoboCop was released, oh, by the way, I decided my 50th episode is going to be RoboCop. Great. Because film. I didn't think I'd make it to 50. A lot of people say I wouldn't make it to 50. And I'm I, here, bitch. I watch that movie every year. I. A lot of people say that the night party wouldn't last. It was going to be a one and done, maybe a month or two. We're at almost, we're not even at three months. We're almost at 50 episodes. And I already got four hundred followers. I thank you so much, Nigeria. I thank you so much, America. I thank you so much. Uh, Brazil, and I thank you so much, UK. We did, thank you so I much, Hot I did girls. not know it was going to go this big, this quick, and I really appreciate you guys. I'm going to keep kicking out content two episodes a week at least. And we want to thank all the imaginary groupies he has around yes. here. Yes. Well, that's my hand when air I'm watching. Uh, air, it's like air guitar, air groupies. No, no. It's when I'm watching Fifth Element and the Blue Girls on. I'm like, fuck yeah, Blue Girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sing an aria. Do an aria. <laughs> Trill, um, trill. But um, I'm reserving that for my 50th episode, just kind I'm of like a chronological that. thing. Fifth, I'm, yeah. I'm, that's my favorite movie. I want to be on that. And then, uh, anyway, um, as I said, um, Clarence dude, Boddicker. Clarence Boddicker is scary. Dude, the way RoboCop, 
Now, did you ever see the unedited version? Yes, I have. And you know what? The X-rated version where they torture him for a long uh, time. Yeah, they have all those scenes cut out where they shoot pieces off, off him. Off him. It's just, like, oh dude, and it doesn't sound like a lot. And I always say this. There was 17 seconds and it does sound like a lot. But think about this. One, two, two three, four, where they're just shotgunning his knees and his feet. And the reason why Robocop, they go, lose the arm, lose this, lose is because they dissect him with shotguns. It's look, the Clarence Boddicker character is the scariest psychopath guy I have ever seen. Dude, you almost th- he's in almost. the drug game. He's got his hands in everyone's pocket, OCP, and, even the cops, everybody. And this is a the guy mil- who's semi bald. You'd think this guy isn't scary, but you see this character and he is the most frightening. When he opens his really mouth and sociopath. says one thing, just give him my fucking phone call. He's such a sociopath. Dick Jones! The, the, the scariest scene, though, in this movie, and I didn't pull it, and here's why. He doesn't speak a word in it. It is when Dick Jones, he yeah. has Clarence Bottlecourt walk in, and you see he walks in, he's going to do a hit, and he shoots the guys in the knees Why? Why this dude is doing coke off two strippers' uh, boobs, and he goes, bitches, leave. And then he puts in a, a DVD, and it goes, I hit a uh, Bob Morton is the character. Yeah, Bob Morton. Yeah, who's trying to fuck over Dick Jones at OCP, and he shoots him in the kneecaps, and the guy is like, "Please, whatever he's paying you, I'll double it." And he goes, "Shh," and he just puts in the DVD disc, and it goes like, "Hello, Bob. You're probably on your knees by now." Meaning, he's carrying out everything, and he puts a grenade and he pulls it out with his teeth, ever so sexually, and just puts it on the glass table with all his coke. And everything else. And he just sits there and watches him as he pleads for his life. He couldn't leave at any time. He doesn't give a shit. He goes, I want to watch you bleed out and die. I, way, I'm going to enjoy this. I need to throw something out here. By the way, that was the only unrealistic scene in the movie. And here's why. Because if you have ever pulled a grenade pin, it's 32 pounds of pressure. You can't do it with your teeth. Maybe he's just so badass. Nobody, whenever you see anybody in the movies pull it with their teeth, I just go, that's bullshit. It will shatter your teeth. Jeff Ugly Shoes is actually right because the grenade pin, it is a one wrap, not solid wrap. So it's like a keychain. It goes once around, and then there is a uh, there is a, a little Sorry metal lever. That. I'm just an There's asshole. There's a metal lever where you actually have to rip. That's why they call rip it. Yeah. Um, you can't just pull it. But these are future grenades. That's true. It's future and, grenades. And also the future grenade has a timer on it. You see it count down. Yeah. By the way, that is one of the best scenes in the movie. And uh, Clarence uh, Boddicker, In any movie? In Clarence Boddicker, at any case, when he just looks at somebody, this this guy, um, was, what is his name? I can't remember the actor's name, but he's so good. He showed up in the movie. Even showed up I always want to say Ironsides, but it's not Ironsides. No, he but showed that, up in the yeah. movie uh, Oscar. He was real good. Kurt Everyone, Wood, Kurt Wood Smith. If you say his name is Kurt, Wood. thank you, Kurt Wood something. Kurt Wood Smith. Kurt Wood. I don't think it's Smith, but you're you're on to something. Kurt Wood. Anyway, he's uh, the guy is so scary, and he, he plays is. he plays Red, the dad in the '70s show. And everyone loves that show. You know, and you know, you know when he see him, he just wants to go to Robocop and put his foot up his ass. Well, the <laughs> other thing too is is you know how evil he is is when. Murphy uh, is chasing him before even like you know he's RoboCop, and uh, someone gets injured. He gets shot, and his name is Bobby. And he goes, "Can you fly, Bobby?" And he uses him as a human shield. And he goes, "Clarence, no, Clarence." You know what I mean? Absolutely.
And that's Kurtwood Smith, by the way. I, yeah, I, I was, was looking up too. We were both looking at the same time. Yeah, so it was Kurtwood. I was right. Kurt now he's Smith. only known for he was only 70s. known for Robocop, uh, and then the '70s show came out, and everyone knows it was red. In fact, my what did you know? This is a fun fact about my wife. Her uh, yearbook quote is "Life's too short to deal with stupid people," and that was his real life quote. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I, life's too short to deal with stupid people. I love that's that. That's wonderful. See, you've got the next couple choices. This is okay. I mean, I'm willing to go with that. No, no. We Number both. Number three. Uh, you chose this too. Is Detector Stanford from Leon the Professional? He was one of my alternates. He was one of my alternates. This is a great, great. What's that villain. actor's name who plays him? Uh, Gary Oldman. Wait, wait, who? Uh, he's this guy. Um, maybe he played somebody I've heard of, like maybe. Zorg. Uh, yeah. or Dracula, or Zorg. Gary Ullman should just be number one on this because yeah, the guy is so good. So good. He's great. Like I say, he's a Lon Chaney of our generation. Yeah, absolutely, is. he's yeah. a man of a thousand faces. Yeah. Um. I mean, by the way, if you don't know who this character is, he's talking about uh, Stanfield is Detective Stanfield, Stanfield. who's a narcotics uh, uh, detective agent. Who from had, the fr movie, from the movie Leon, Leon the or or Leon the Professional, depending on what you watch. Either way, they're both great movies. But Natalie Portman. That movie's been trimmed down because, you know, in the original thing, he actually sleeping with a 14 year uh, old. No, no, no. Not. Okay, hold on. Slow your roll. Original story. He doesn't. Um, it's not sexual sleeping. Um, You might want no, to. No, read no, the, no, uh, no, no, no. It's a. No, it's not. I've seen. She, she tries to do Dude, this him is one times. of my. Hold on. Yeah, and he says, no. This is one of my favorite movies. Uh, Leon. Is the there is a relationship, but he is it's not, such a badass. It is mother daughter on his point, and it's lover lover on her point. Yeah, on Leon the professional or the professional, it's not. It's it's more like he saves her ass. There is no there is no pedophile things going on whatsoever. Um, in in both the movies, it eludes you because she if wants it to happen. Yeah, she does. She wants it to happen. She even says, I'm in love, and he spits out milk, and she goes, I can feel my stomach, this, that, and the other. Um, but that doesn't happen in the movie, but it, it really gets creepy. He's No, no, it's not creepy. There's, even, because there's look, even a scene in Leon where he puts a gun to her head, and he's about to kill her just so she doesn't have to deal with it. Yeah, but you know what? And he changed his mind. Now you, you say it's creepy, but let's face it. If it was the medieval days, it wouldn't be creepy. It wouldn't be, but... It's only a modern-day thing. I really love this movie, and I don't want it to get any flack because I love, I'm love. i a purist about this movie. And anyway, I love it, too. But Gary Oldman's character is so good. We first see Corrupt him. He walks cop. in because Natalie Portman's um, Matilda... Uh, by the way, do you like, you like Resident Evil, right? Absolutely. Did you know that there's a gun named the Matilda named after her? No, I had no idea. It is. It's true. It's like if you beat the game in a certain amount, of, you get the Matilda. And there's also one called the Hand Cannon that's based off that. of, uh, yeah, uh, okay, of Pulp yeah. Fiction. Anyway, um, her whole family gets killed while she goes to get groceries. And she just yeah. knocks on his door and she goes, please. But, but but who kills them all is Gary Ullman walks in and he, he shakes around these pills. He's got a pill box. He's like, yeah. do you like Beethoven? Oh, I and forgot then, about that. And oh, then he fuck. throws in the pills and when he crunches them, he goes, I like his starts, but I don't like his finish. And he goes, shotgun. And he just walks around and he blows just away. kills people. Teenagers, 
like little kids, a five-year-old, and he just blows them all away, and he goes, fix it. And you stay behind, and uh, if they ask any questions, I'll shoot you. So that way you have a bullet to... He's the evil... He just kills children. He is very <laughs> evil. Anyone that owes him money. He's evil. He's, evil. He's, he's into the, the he mob. He could have been a Trump. He goes over to Leon's boss, and he goes, I know that he's into Italian food, which brings me to you, and you've killed for me in the past. But the evilest scene that makes him such a fucking piece of shit is when he walks in when Matilda's got explosive guns and she's got like this food order and she goes in the bathroom to kind of like gear up and he's behind the door and the door shuts and he goes a food Italian food let me just ask who was getting Italian food oh and that's then, such a great and scene. then she goes and why are you delivering it and she goes you killed my brother and he goes what a piece of shit I have been Absolutely. And that's such a great character. And he pulls out his gun and puts it to her, and he's collecting his tear, her tears in the barrel. And it is so dark. And then that's when the guy comes in. He's about to kill her, too, by the way. And the guy comes in. He's like, yo, bro. The guy looks like Rage Against Machines. He goes, um, this guy just whacked in, whacked everybody. And he goes, oh. And then he asks her, and he goes, you're going to lead me to him. And it's so fucking evil. And then at the very end, they have the standoff at the apartment. And they go, boss, what do we do? And he goes, get everyone. And he goes, what? And he goes, get everyone. And he goes, what do you mean? And he goes, everyone! And then the end when Leon and him finally meet face to face for the last time. I'm not going to give it away the ending, but no, dude. You gotta see. If you haven't seen Leon or Leon the Professional, Either watch one it. It's great. It's fucking worth it. Great films. We're down to our last two. By the way, and this is one we both agreed on. on we two. agree on uh, this one because we, this one, this guy, if you want to talk about a guy who looks like a shark, his look, his stare, yes. cold fish. And by the way, there was a couple people on psychological articles who said this is the best portrayal of a sociopath. I saw this. Ever done. Uh, I disagree. That's why I say our number one. And number two, I say our number one number because I told him to pick five. I'll pick five. Actually, I said pick ten, pick ten because we're going to have some crossover. We did. Yeah. Um, now, I, now, we both agree on the top two, but I don't agree on their positions. But on this guy, I think we I both say they tie. agreed. That's on this why one, we agreed. I got, okay, so I, I got. I put Hannibal Lecter number one. I, I got clips for both of these. Yes. And the reason why is because I think they speak for themselves. But I'm going to let you introduce Number uh, uh, number two, no, tied in number one and number two. I think they get tied silver. Number, uh, I, I don't know. Hans, you can't say number one. Number one is too good. Okay. You picked him, and this guy is something that's And you probably forgot about number one. Yeah, I did for a moment. But you I did for remember, a moment. I do remember the scene so, uh, where he sits there. Where, where, number where, where, two. Whoa, 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 whoa. So before that, number you two. introduce number two, and I'm going to play the clip. Now, I'm going to warn number all two. podcast listeners these are the only clips I pulled, and the reason why is because they're long. And the reason why I picked these clips is because this is what establishes a good heel. You need a promo. These are the promos. It's going to be a little long, but it's worth it because you're going to go, oh, I remember that movie. But when I play it, you're going to go, oh, shit, I remember that movie. And so if you haven't seen this movie, number two comes from No Country for Old Men is the scariest serial killer ever because he's a true sociopath, Anton Chigar. Are you guys ready? Absolutely.
How much? 69 cents. And the gas? Y'all getting any rain up your way? What way would that be? I seen you was from Dallas. What business is it of yours? Where I'm from? Friendo? I didn't mean nothing by it. Didn't mean nothing. Just passing the time. If you don't want to accept that, I don't know what else I can do for you. Will there be something else? I don't know. Will there? <clears throat> Is something wrong? With what? With anything. Is that what you're asking me? Is there something wrong with anything? Will there be anything else? You already asked me that. Oh, well, I need to see about closing then. See about closing? Yes, sir. What time do you close? Now. We close now. Now is not a time. What time do you close? Generally around dark. At dark. You don't know what you're talking about, do you? Sir? I said, you don't know what you're talking about. What time do you go to bed? Sir? You're a bit deaf, aren't you? I said, what time do you go to bed? Somewhere around 9.30, I'd say around 9.30. I could come back then. Why would you be coming back? We'll be closed. Yeah, you said that. Well, I got to close now. You live in that house out back? Yes, I do. You lived here all your life? This is my wife's father's place uh, originally. <laughs> you married into it? We lived in Temple, Texas for many years. Raised a family there in Temple. We come out here about four years ago. You married into it. <laughs> That's the way you want to put it. Well, I don't have some way to put it. That's the way it is. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Sir? The most you ever lost on a coin toss. I don't know. I couldn't say. Call it. Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Well, we need to know what we're calling it for here. You need to call it. I can't call it for you. Well, it wouldn't be fair. I didn't put nothing up. Yes, you did. You've been putting it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. You know what date is on this coin? No. 1958. It's been traveling 22 years to get here. And now it's here. And it's either heads or tails. And you have to say, call it. Well, look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything, call it. Heads in. Well done. Don't put it in your pocket, sir. Don't put it in your pocket. It's your lucky quarter. 
where you want me to put it? Anywhere, not in your pocket. But it'll get mixed in with the others and become just a coin. Which it is. Right. Okay, we don't talk about the Cronin brothers that much, but we will because I. Brothers. Now, that, come on, they did so much. Oh no! I mean, we're gonna do Fargo all that stuff, but let's just analyze. Fargo. What the hell are you talking about, Fargo? Uh, Fargo is great. I'm thinking of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay, really quick though, on this scene. Now, the reason why I only pulled clip two clips is because a, I don't want this to be a clip show. It's more of a hangout, but. There's two scenes that really grip me. Actually, there was a Joker scene, but everyone's seen it. Yeah. Javier Bardem. Yes. Um, plays Anton Chigurh. Here's why it's so great. First off. Academy Award, Golden Globe Award, British Academy Film Award, Empire Magazine's list of the greatest movie villain ever. Sorry. No, no, keep going. That's it. That's what I was just going to throw out there. I'm going to tell you this. Um, imagine walking in to a con of a gas station or convenience store that command presence of he walks in and he is pure evil and he's like where do you live what do you do most people go go fuck it but he has no and he's you not see, he's got dead fish eyes you look in these eyes you see death and his hair is so ridiculous though you would go what the fuck are you on acid but the way he's like you're closing now. Look, I've seen From Dusk Till Dawn where these guys walk into a, a thing and they were really Love good. that movie. Me too. They were really scary. Best but, opening scene almost in any horror movie. Absolutely. But they were scary, but they were not this fucking scary. Again, I was talking about the Team 1000. You were talking about shark eyes. Yeah. Dead eyes. It's The greatest thing about it, though, is he makes this gentleman- who probably, who probably could take him, like if they were just going to square off, if this guy Anton was just Chigurh. But the command presence he has, where he just takes over this dude's dialogue, just, no, I'm in control. You have no power. Where are you from? Where, where is this? So you married into it, this and that. And then that coin flip, and we know from this character, from watching this movie, what's going to happen. Yeah, if he didn't win that flip, he was dead. That's simple. There and was, it wasn't going to be torture. No, it's just it was going to be termination. It was like you don't matter. You're you're you go under my foot. You're dead. But the greatest thing about it is is that he does have this creed or code about this and the greatest the my favorite part is when he goes this coin was made in 1958. It's been searching 22 years to find you. And here it is. Call it. I don't know what we're betting on. It wouldn't be her. Call it. What do I stand to win? Everything. Everything. And then when he wins, he goes, don't put it in your pocket. Then it will just become just a coin. Yeah, and then, and then he that. looks at him and he goes, but that's all it is. He, that guy. And not it, realize, he didn't realize he was. Oh, no, he dead. realizes it. No, the guy the guy who got the one did not realize. In my yes, opinion, he, he did not realize. He, he does because dead. he goes, we're closing soon. Because he's scared to death. Oh, of course he's scared of this guy. This guy's like nuts. And 
but maybe he didn't expect himself to really be dead, life or death. Doesn't matter. The point is, we the, knew the, as the watch. Yes, we and knew. one of the most powerful scenes is he's eating. Quentin Tarantino does this a lot. I like talking about the making of movies. Is Quentin Tarantino does this a lot, and it's what, when get fat and drink a lot. No, um, I do that kind of. Uh, it's when you eat in front of people. That's actually a real power move. Is it? If you take food from somebody, I've like say that. if you have a thing of French fries and I just take one, that's a power move. Yeah, I know. Girls do that shit all the time. And I have, yes, they do. And there's also a thing about a certain community where they do that and do not let that happen. And that's one of the reasons why. Um, but if you do that kind of shit, that's a, a display of dominance. You know, I'm going to take it. I thought but, dominance but, would have pulled her hair and did her. For, never mind. Oh no, that's just called love making. Um, the there's another thing about eating in front of somebody and not being like manneristic about it. It means like I'm 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 killing a prey, even if it's a bag you're of peanuts. Kill- okay, and you're, you're yeah, saying that. Went, by the way, he went on a hundred those bag of peanuts. He stalked those no, things for hours. Just, the thing is, is it just doesn't like it doesn't phase me to show off. Like I'm just gonna eat, and you're nothing. Like I could take you, and and I could I could sit here and eat this bag of peanuts with my hands full, and you're nothing. There is certain things about this movie that if you really, this up. guy is a fucking psychopath. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit about the mo- the money. He doesn't. No, there's no emotion in his, and character. he's so calculated how he used the. Uh, Speaking of the saw, he's using the uh, the cow the the cow gun the 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 air the air compressor. Yeah, I saw that. But yet, I, you say there was the, he was cow. I don't think he was cow. I think he turned around every minute and said, "Which do I feel like at the moment?" Because I don't give a shit. About I don't think he beings. feels. Well, either way, it was it was entertainment to him. Each time was a chance, you know, a chance to do one thing or the other. I think that. I don't it's, think he was even really worried about being caught. I don't think he would either. I think he's that's one of those. Was he would thrive in prison. I think that's what was scary. Was he wasn't worried about the consequences of his actions in any way? Shape, he's or an form. instrument of chaos. No, and there was there was no, no no no. You hear what I'm saying? He's an instrument of chaos. He's like, I could ruin this man's life or end it, or I could just go about it. But it all starts when the guy goes weather up in Texas. He goes, "What business of the yours?" Me and, te-? and then he's like, "Shit! Now I have a threat. I'm Meaning, I, I can get caught, so I could scare the shit out of this guy, or I can kill him. I can kill him. Yeah, exactly. And they're both equal. They're both and equal. And no bullshit to me. No, no fucking no difference. Yeah, no yeah. difference. The guy was scary. Javier Bardem uh, deserved his Academy Award. Do you remember this. the end of this movie though? When you see the girl and he's like. You lost the coin test. I have to kill you. And you don't, even not, s- don't go. People may not have seen. No well, we. I didn't say what the outcome was. Okay, go on. But remember, he has a, and he actually at the end kind of seems to grow a heart where he's sad that it ended on it, and he goes, "But you know, it has to be done." And she, he has such command presence that she's like. I do understand what needs he to be done. He also showed up in Skyfall, I think was the one. Uh, he showed up in the James Bond movies. I the, the Javier Okay, hate me. I do not like any James Bond now movies. No, I, I hated all the James Bond movies until Daniel Craig took over. 
They don't like Sean Connery. I love Daniel Craig in the character because I like Daniel gets, Craig too. He gets fucked up in the movies, and he is not. Oh a no, Superman. no, no, no! Not Daniel Craig. Sorry, I like. Uh, sorry, I, I, I never seen him. He, I know it's all watch about ball Daniel, torture. No, no, watch the new Daniel Craig movies because <gasps> I, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of James Bond. But somebody talked me into watching one, the new ones with Daniel Craig. I went, holy shit, this is a guy. Who I comes saw back the train up. ride scene, and I'm like, okay, I've seen this before, and it's dumb. Yeah, but and... watch, watch. Okay, Skyfall, all right. I I have so many greater Plus, movies to watch. Javier Bardem is one do of the you, villains. Do you think my fans want to hear about James Bond, or do you think they want to hear about Godzilla? Javier right? Bardem, who's all the right. bad guy in this, is the bad guy when the. James I will Bond watch movie. it for you. But what I'm saying is low on my list, all right? All right. So I think it's better than Godzilla. Okay, we're going to stop. You can get the fuck out of my house right now. <laughs> you re- How dare you? How dare you? Oh. God- Godzilla. You've never even seen Godzilla. Sheen. You've never even seen Say, Sheen. Shin Godzilla. You've never seen Sheen. Now, you say that. Is that the movie there? Because I saw Shin Godzilla in the movie theater. Shin Godzilla. Yes, I saw it in Berkeley. So good. If that's the one you're talking, yeah, it was a good movie. No, not the movie I showed you. Shin Godzilla is a, is is my favorite Godzilla. Yeah, it's, it's a recent that. one. How can you not love Shin Godzilla? Gojira. Gojira. Um, because it was absolutely perfect. Look, I look. I don't care how campy or cheesy it is. Godzilla fucking rocks, and it's all about Russia needs to watch those movies because it's all about a nuclear deterrent. That's what Godzilla is all about. It's about the horrors of war, just like how uh, Terminator is. Actually, no. Godzilla was about something much different. Let's talk about our number no, one. No, no, let's throw this out. I want to throw oh, this out real okay. quick. Right. Godzilla is the threat of what happens if you don't listen to the Knife Party Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Just want you to know that. Knifepartypodcast.com, and you can, uh, you know, if you're on uh, Patreon. If let's you're talk on about Patreon, you can win yourself in a PlayStation 4. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm broke. I'm going to lose money on that shipping, too. Um, let's talk about- Number one. Our number one. Nazi Nazis. Na- uh, this is so, oh, I need, so, so I need to tell you about this, man. Um, you know- So Jews have been in your neighborhood. Tell me- <laughs> you say Jews have been here yes, yes, in, yes, in your yes, village. That, you know, we, we know this. Um, I'm very friendly about this. Let's break this down real quick, though. We're doing top 10. I want to know your top three. Who are your top? And there's no wrong answer here. Who's your top three directors? Like, oh, like sh- I don't mean movie. I'm just saying, like, they're consistently awesome. You know, I really don't have a top three. I always suck Cameron's cock. He, James Cameron, yeah, I've watched But you know what? He's not my my one is Tarantino. Really, I put him down a little ways. Think about that. I don't think he's been. I Le- think he's been consistent ever since. I I, I will uh, name you his name. Uh, his movies in order. Tell me if they're bad. Reservoir Dogs, bad or good? Good. Okay. A Pulp Fiction, bad or good? Okay. Okay. Mediocre. All right. All right. You, hey, at least it's good. Uh, what about uh, Jackie Brown? No. You haven't it. seen it recently. I hated it. Hated it. Rewatch it. I couldn't like it. I didn't like it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Loved it. <sighs> Top yeah. five. But one of the best endings of all time. Yeah, absolutely. I just did one of the best endings, and that is one of the best absolutely. endings. Absolutely. Charlie gets it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, um, Charlie, Charlie, how you? Charlie's Angels revisited. Inglorious Bastards. Great film. Absolutely. Is one of my top tens. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason why is I love the Bastards. I love Hugo Stiglitz. But that's a true story. Based off of. Now, they, they did a nice documentary on those guys, the two Jews who were involved. But I in will that. tell you one Hans from Inglorious Bastards is he's, my favorite heel. He's a scary person. Scary. And the reason why is because he is so good at the end when he flips. You're like, oh, this guy's a creepy fucker. But he is an evil dick. He murders a model by choking her because he's into it. He's such a good detective. He knows. Oh my god! I the only thing I can do is play this clip, and yeah. because that clip we just heard about the, the quarter is so fucking powerful. Before you throw this, I want to say something. This character is the perfect Nazi. Uh, Absolutely, he is. He is the he is the epitome of what Nazis. He's friendly. He's nice. He's trying to get in people's heads. I would think this is the best spy because at the end it kind of turns out he is a double agent in a he's way just, he's just he's self for himself yeah you know but he's operation paperclip oh i'm gonna be for the nazis he's oh a megalomaniac yeah yeah it's about himself but he's not the ultimate nazi because he's willing to kill hitler and he's down for it as long as he's got some profit land in kentucky or whatever he's yeah he just wants to be he's just about him but at the same time that's but what christoph waltz is one of the best unknown actors of all. Great character actor. Uh, on top of that, when I saw this, a lot of people said, because he was going for all the awards, <coughs> a lot of people said he was so convincing as a Nazi that he wouldn't win anything and he won it all. And he was like crazy odds. Because, you know, people do betting on movies. Yes, they do. Um I'm going to press this button. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Do you want to say anything? Because I think this is a good way to leave. Do you want to see anything about Hans and, and how good, how fucking good um, Inglorious Bastards? It's one of my favorite movies. All right. Now, here's, here's the one thing I'll say about it. It's, got, it's say, top 10, definitely. Now, I've watched every horror in the movie, and it, it takes a lot to scare me. This character scared me. When he sat down with that guy and said, you have Jewish neighbors. Oh, you know what the scariest scene is? Is remember when the um, the French girl who owns the uh, yes. cinema and he puts her hand on her shoulder and he goes, brr, 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 and it plays that music. Uh, and he me, goes, wait for the creme. No, for me, it was this one scene where and he, he puts his cigarette. At, yeah, oh, yeah. He sat down with the guy. And oh, you know oh, what? Fuck. I think if I press this button. Monsieur Lapetite. Are you aware of the nickname the people of France have given me? I have no interest in such things. But you're aware of what they call me. I'm aware. What are you aware of? They call you the John, too? Precisely. I understand your trepidation in repeating it. Heidrich apparently hates the moniker the good people of Prague have bestowed on him. Actually, why he would hate the name the hangman's baffling to me. It would appear he's done everything in his power to earn it. I, on the other hand, 
love my unofficial title precisely because I've earned it. The feature that makes me such an effective hunter of the Jews is, as opposed to most German soldiers, I can think like a Jew, where they can only think like a German. <laughs> More precisely, a German soldier. <laughs> Now, if one were to determine what attribute the German people share with a beast, there would be the cunning and the predatory instinct of a hawk. But if one were to determine what attributes the Jews share with a beast, it would be that of the rat. The, the Führer and Goebbels' propaganda have said pretty much the same thing. But where our conclusions differ is I don't consider the comparison an insult. Consider for a moment the world a rat lives in. It's a hostile world, indeed. If a rat were to scamper through your front door right now, would you greet it with hostility? I suppose I would. Has a rat ever done anything to you to create this animosity you feel toward them? Rats spread disease. They bite people. Rats were the cause of the bubonic plague, but that's some time ago. I propose to you, any disease a rat could spread, a squirrel could equally carry. Would you agree? Right. Yet I assume you don't share the same animosity with squirrels that you do with rats, do you? No. Yet they're both rodents, are they not? And except for the tail, they even rather look alike, don't they? It's an interesting thought, Akurini. However interesting as the thought may be, it makes not one bit of difference to how you feel. If a rat were to walk in here right now as I'm talking, would you greet it with a source of your delicious milk? Probably not. I didn't think so. You don't like them. You don't really know why you don't like them. All you know is you find them repulsive. Consequently, a German soldier conducts a search of a house suspected of hiding Jews. Where does the hawk look? He looks in the barn, he looks in the attic, he looks in the cellar, he looks everywhere he would hide. But there's so many places it wouldn't have occurred to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. All right, Jeff, I think it's time to say goodnight. I think we did it. You think we did? I don't I, think we did the to- all the villains. We did the top ten. Oh, let's do some honorable mentions. Oh, absolutely. I want to mention again Peter Stormare. Okay. Because he's one of my favorites. Um, are, are we talking about Constantine? We're talking about both Constantine and 30 Days of Night, my favorite vampire oh movie. Oh my God, we were just do- talking about this. Now, I love Lost Boys. You know I love Lost Boys. 30 Days of Night. By the way, the episode's over. This is just us doing some honorable mentions. Uh, if you haven't seen 30 Days of Night, that is the true Stigori real vampire 
shit. Yeah, Lost absolutely. Boys is hip. It's cool. It's everything that teenagers that are Team Jacob or Edward or whatever, they should be watching that. But a real horror movie, if you want to see vampires, is got to be 30 Days a Night. Absolutely scary, too. It's absolutely brilliantly frightening. It's, it's so well done. Yeah, it's so good. And then uh, that that's a that's a great villain. I wanted to bring up Fade Rautha oh, wow. of Dune. Yeah. Sting Stop. is such a good heavy. Absolutely. Now, that's from the original book. You're talking about the original Dune, and, not the uh, And Baron Harkonnen, the floating fat man. Oh, my <laughs> God. Dude, Darth Vader, Darth Vader has nothing on this motherfucker. He has diseases put in his skin because it's like a tattoo. It's like an honor to him. It's he has heart weird. plugs injected in all of his prisoners. So you could pull them out randomly when he gets... Yeah, when he's sick of, of you, he just pulls them out. and you're... He does it in the middle of sex. He gets them off. Yeah. Um, you have some, too. Actually, I don't because I left that list at home. I'll be honest with you. Well, let's talk about some other ones I really like then. Um, Darth Vader, I say, be damned. Now, Darth Vader, everybody's picked him for the list, you know, but, you know, he's not my favorite. He's not even. He's on not the even list. that devastating. The all Emperor right, is better. All right, my favorite, my favorite villain, actually, not my favorite, the most hated villain is from the Harry Potter series, and it's not Voldemort. Oh, Umbridge. It's, it is, yeah, Dolores Umbridge. Absolute, excuse my language, but an absolute cunt. Evil cunt cat lady. Oh, my God. She's so bad. I hate people like this. They're just so, you know, it's... Sorry, now, I I, I'm going to get... People hate it when I do this. My favorite villain, though, is Sephiroth. And that's from a video game. I what? know. Sephiroth is the one who kills Ari. If, if you... any And everyone my age knows who Sephiroth is. Dude, he is such a... Badass. You lost me on that, but here I know I did, and that's why I said like it's an honorable mention is because everyone knows how much it. But right, um, let me throw a good, good, good honorable mention. What about here. it? I mean, well, oh, Randall oh, Flack. You were talking Tim about, yeah, but Tim Curry's it. Yes, yes. The other it? No, I don't know. The other it's not. Tim Curry it. kills whatever he does. I mean, now is it? He was so freaking attractive and yet scary. And not only that. Um, you know, everyone's up on these Knives Out movies. Oh, God. Uh, they're all based off Clue, which Tim Curry was. Tim Curry was the best. The best. And I do, I got to admit, I love the Knives Out movies. You I know, think Dan I, I do like them too, but they all remind me of Clue. And Clue Who, was yeah. so awesome because it was Choose Your Own Adventure where there's multiple endings to the movie. And, no and everybody that, was great. And Tim Curry, of course, yes. was awesome. And no one's ever done it anyway. Anyway, there's Randall a Randall Flag, the walking dude from the original, not the remake, the original 1994. Oh, speaking of which, let's talk about series is the governor, the governor of Walking Dead. The comic books. Oh, no, no. Walking no, the dead, comic fuck books. The walking dead. No, I'm talking about the comic books. The oh. governor. Oh, dude, the governor really? of the comic. Because he was a likable heel because he wanted to get his daughter. He was looking for. Oh man, it was really good. Um, shit, dude, there are so many good There's villains, so many good out, villains there. out there. You know, and that's what makes that's what makes a great a good movie. hero. A good hero has to have a good villain. Damn right, boring. Everything, else. yeah, uh, dude. We were just talking about one of my favorite comic book movies. We were talking about the Watchmen. Oh yeah. Dude, the villain at the end. Not to give it away, because a lot of people haven't seen that. But you, you know need that? to watch The Watchmen. You got to. And you watch should the... read the book because it's not that different. 
Forget the re forget the remake they've done on HBO. Yeah. Throw that shit aside because that was crap. Yeah. Um, go yeah, to the yeah, 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 source yeah, yeah, material. Yeah, yeah. Alan don't, Moore's source material. Don't, don't go to that uh, woke remake HBO thing. Watch the Watchmen. Or get the books by Alan Moore. And they're, they're great. available. Absolutely. I read those as a kid. I waited for this movie for 30 years when it came out. And I will tell you another thing. There's two the other was great. There's two other things, and they're both by director Alice Prias. And you love Alex Prias. You just don't know who he Absolutely. is. Absolutely. You do know. Okay. I do know. So the crow, the bad guy is top dollar. Yeah. He's and he's top. so good because he goes, I didn't mean for your wife to get raped and I didn't mean to kill you, but you know, business is business. Absolutely. And then his second movie, Dark City, is Mr. Hand. Was he Mr. Hand? Yeah. No, that was Riff Raff from- um, Rocky Horror. Yeah. Yeah, Richard O'Brien. And he wrote the, co-wrote the screenplay. Okay, yeah. Okay, Richard O'Brien. I love Richard O'Brien. So this is uh, Zach Evergreen and Jeff Ugly Shoe saying, you know what? There's bad guys all around the world, but if there's not for great bad guys, we wouldn't have great heroes. So remember to be kind and- Rewind. And listen to Heaven's Heels if you ever find them. Oh, and fucking listen to- <laughs> Last day. Last no, you hate day. that. Ah, oh, oh, shit. Ugly shoes. You'll find me. Cemetery Surfers. Yeah, Bye. Cemetery Surfers is awesome. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, thank you for listening so much. And um, yeah. Uh, Have a pleasant afterlife. There you go. I love you, man. I love your mom. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>